Instagram is a crazy, powerful, money-making platform because A, the sheer volume of people using it. There are over 500 million daily users, probably more during quarantine times. And I'm pretty sure out of those 500 million plus daily users, your people, whoever they are, are probably hanging out on that app every day. And B, the way the platform is set up where it includes photos and videos and written text and direct communication, the DMs, and so many different options. It's highly, highly connective, and it helps us connect with one another in a really rich way. And they've essentially built out a robust marketing channel all in one place. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to a brand new episode of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. It has been a minute, my friends. I am so happy to be back. To be honest, I'm not exactly sure what episode we are even on. And I know it's been a couple months since you last saw a new episode pop up in your subscription feed. We have some catching up to do. Hopefully you also follow me over on Instagram or you're in the Grind and Be Grateful Facebook community. If you're not doing one or both of those things, what are you doing? (laughs) So hopefully you're over there so that you know that I didn't die or anything. I'm actually thriving right now, all things considered, especially with what is going on in the world right now. But either way, I definitely feel like I owe my podcast listeners a full breakdown and a catch up before we get into today's topic. So as you know, I took a little bit of a break from the podcast, which started as just kind of getting like behind schedule on a few episodes. And no matter how much I felt like I pushed myself to get them done, it just wasn't quite happening. And it sucked for me. It sucked for you guys. It sucked for my podcast manager who was constantly having to try to basically like make up for me being late for deadlines. It was not a great look. It was not something I'm proud of. And you guys know that I'm very much a doer. I'm very work-minded. And I kept up with weekly episodes for over a year. So of course, it was super frustrating for me And there's actually a lot of judgment placed upon myself around my new like inability to keep the podcast on schedule, right? Like I was very disappointed in myself. I was like, why can't I do this? I did this for over a year. But looking back, it's pretty impressive that I did weekly episodes with no break for over a year. So pat on the back for that, acknowledging the win, right? And as part of my personal development and my growth, I've been working on getting curious with myself instead of getting judgmental. So I tried to apply that here after a few weeks of me being like, why is this not working? It's like, oh, maybe I should drop in and get a little curious about it instead. So I tried to apply that here. And what I found was that instead of doing so much and cranking out so much content, 
and having so much on my to-do list all the time, I needed some space. And I actually listened, which is not something that I always have done in the past. So even though my ego wanted to be like, you suck, this shouldn't be that hard. Like my ego can be kind of bratty sometimes. I used that as an opportunity and I used that space or that feeling of like resistance to really tune in and trust the like inner knowledge that I was feeling and all the nudges I was feeling instead of just bulldozing through my feelings like I would have in the past. You guys know a lot of my stuff. I've even had my own therapist on the podcast. So you guys know. And as I gave this like murky stuck feeling that was just kind of like unclear some time to unravel, I came to the conclusion that I just needed time and energy and space to work some things out and get some more clarity and having a bunch of deadlines and interviews and energetic outputs on my calendar didn't really align with that. So kind of like how a gardener has to prune unhealthy parts of a plant to get it to grow better. I did that with the podcast, not pruning it and making it like killing it off, but just setting it aside as well as a few other areas of my business that I actually did prune away. The biggest one being that I retired my signature legacy program. You guys have heard all about it. The Movener Shine Collective is officially retired. And if you have been consuming my content anywhere for any length of time, I'm sure you've heard of MNS. It was my group mentorship program that helped women achieve their wellness and confidence goals. And it was a life-changing program. Like the women that went through that program and completed that program had major breakthroughs and forever changed the way they looked at themselves and food and their bodies and wellness. It was an amazing program, but even though women were still seeing amazing results, the program was still working incredibly well and everyone was having a great experience. The last couple of times I ran it, if I'm being honest, I didn't really feel like it was giving me life too. And of course, it was a really hard decision to retire that program because I feel like I should keep it going. Like I was helping so many women and it was such an impactful program, but the truth is we can't live our lives based on the obligations of what we believe that we should do, right? Like that feels kind of soul sucking, even though it was an amazing program, even though it was helping so many people, my heart wasn't fully in it anymore. And of course that's long-term also a disservice to the women who want to be in it as well. So I made the really tough decision to retire that program. And behind the scenes, as all this is going on, I was also working with business coaching clients for the better part of 2019 and really loving that, like really looking forward to that, really, really excited about that area of my business. You guys know I have a background in business and that was kind of actually my first love. Like fitness and wellness coaching was the most natural way for me to express that when I was first getting started. But learning more about the business side of things and testing and tweaking and strategy has always been one of my favorite parts of having a wellness business was working on the business. I also did go to business school. I have a marketing degree and it's always been something that has been so exciting for me. So Again, I was having a lot of fun working with these business clients behind the scenes as well. And I'd kind of been feeling the nudge to follow that, like follow that spark throughout 2019. But my logical brain and my like feelings of obligation kept thinking, no, there's so much more to be done here. Like there's so many more people to help right here. There's so much room for growth here, like here being wellness space, confidence, that sort of thing. 
and continuing to grow Move, Nourish, Shine, continuing to grow my wellness business. So I ignore the nudges, but of course, the universe doesn't back down when it's trying to teach us a lesson. It will just continuously increase the intensity of the nudges. So they got harder and harder and harder. And finally, I could not ignore the nudges anymore. I could not ignore them. So what did I do? I burned the boats. (laughs) I went all in into business coaching. And although I wouldn't necessarily recommend this, I did a hard pivot. Like I drew a line in the sand. I said, either you're with me or you're you're not. And that was kind of and still is the vibe. And I'd say for my podcast audience, this is probably the most natural pivot versus maybe like my Instagram audience or my email list or anything like that. Don't really do a ton on YouTube anymore. But for the podcast, you guys probably aren't surprised by this pivot because I consistently was talking to entrepreneurs, talking about my business. And this podcast has always had an element of business and entrepreneurship in it because again, it's always been something that I've loved and been super passionate about. So it might not be as surprising for you. And it's not that necessarily people were surprised on Instagram or surprised on my email list, but I still had a significant amount of my audience that was only there for wellness or only there for nutrition or only there for eating psychology or whatever. So naturally there was like some pushback. There have been people leaving my audience, which is totally expected. I don't want people in my audience who aren't with me and aren't going to get value out of my content or aren't interested in what I'm talking about. There were also people who were just negative. And again, I also (laughs) expected that, but it comes back to this truth that it's not my responsibility to get other people to understand my vision. And like anyone who is triggered by that shift or unsupportive was not my people. They weren't my people either to begin with, or they weren't going to be my people in the future. And I just boldly stepped into that new role. And I boldly stepped into the new direction, knowing that there was going to be pushback, knowing that there were going to be people that didn't get it, but still taking the step anyway. And I really hope that even if you're not making a pivot in your business right now, that you can apply that mindset in your life too. That when you have something placed on your heart and when you have a vision for your life or a vision for your business, like it's not your responsibility to make other people feel comfortable with your decisions or make them feel comfortable about your ambition. Your job is to follow the vision and fulfill your highest purpose for your life. Like that's ultimately all of our jobs. So I just want to encourage you to follow that vision and take those bold steps, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it makes other people uncomfortable, it's so important that you do that. So that's kind of what happened with the pivot. And I just needed the podcast to be on a break. We needed a break so that I had some time and space to really reflect and decide when I did come back to the podcast, what I wanted it to look like. And great news is, is that if you already know and love the podcast, you're going to continue loving the podcast. It's still going to have tons of really inspirational guests. I'm going to be incorporating more solo episodes that are more entrepreneurship and business-based, but lots of inspirational guests still. We will still be talking about wellness and confidence and self-love, but we'll just be cranking up the entrepreneurship dial a little bit, so to speak. So really, really excited to be back. And I already have some really, really great interviews lined up, some really, really great solo episodes planned. So your girl is back and here to stay. However, 
the other change that's happening is I am not going to force myself to stick to a really hard schedule. My goal is to get three to four episodes up a month. But if I don't get them up on the same day every week or if I miss a week, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I want this podcast to be fun and easy and natural again, the way it kind of felt towards the beginning. So that's what's going on with the podcast. And as far as the other parts of my business, the first big event of 2020 in my business was my launch for my now signature program, the online coach Kickstart, which was the most aligned feeling launch I've had in a while. I felt so excited to show up for it. I brought in over $50,000 in revenue during a global pandemic, might I add, and gave over 20 women the tools they need to have a thriving online coaching business when they need them most. I think that we've really seen that online business and working for yourself is a lot more secure than we previously thought. And this industry, this sector of the economy is actually thriving right now. So that's been really, really cool to see. I'm giving my students the tools that they need to really thrive and create their own future right now. And the students are thriving. It is so fun to show up for them. Alignment at its finest. I love this program. I also have VIP coaching clients who I work super, super closely with. And I'm currently working on a course for you guys that's going to be coming very soon. So I'm having so much fun. This shift in my business has been really rewarding, really fulfilling, really aligned feeling, like I said. So of course, now I'm kind of kicking myself like you should have listened to those nudges sooner, Marie. But I truly believe that I needed to learn that lesson and feel what it's like to ignore myself and be out of alignment so that I can appreciate and seek alignment in this new season and just remember what it's like to not listen kind of like how when you eat healthy most of the time and then you eat something like super like processed or junk food or super sugary and then like your body feels really bleh about it and you're like oh yeah that's why I eat healthy <laughs> kind of the same thing here so I think it was a really great reminder for me and that brings us to now a few months after that really public pivot I still have a small handful of wellness clients like just a select few lifers but I now have a roster of dream business coaching clients at various levels and it's been absolutely amazing. I'm feeling super fulfilled, super aligned and my impact is honestly bigger than ever. I know I was afraid to step away from wellness coaching because I felt like there's so much work left to be done in that space, but now I'm helping the new industry leaders emerge and serve more people who need them. And so the ripple effect is like even bigger than what I would have created on my own, right? So that has been super awesome. If you've been with me for a while, you know that wasn't even my first pivot. I've made quite a few in my business and in my brand over the years from like clean eating, recipe creating foodie in high school and then a college student athlete to being a bikini competitor, then from bikini competitor to powerlifter and then into more like general lifestyle fitness person, then full on like wellness, confidence, eating psychology and business and working on my business has really been like the constant through all of that. And now that's where I have landed and it feels so true to me and so authentic. So of course, each pivot takes some time and attention. But one thing that has really allowed me to be successful with each one is that I have built such a strong audience and have such a great connection with my people 
that it allows these changes to make sense. So like I was talking about with the podcast, you guys have seen me get super lit up talking to entrepreneurs and talking about my business. And you know that I went to marketing school and like, you know more about me as a human, not just a business. So these changes make a lot more sense. And you also know that like I'm a changing, growing, dynamic human being just like you are. So even though this most recent pivot was like kind of a hard pivot. Ideally, I would recommend for pivots to be a little bit longer, a little bit more patient, but I really just felt like I needed to burn the boats. It still worked because I have been so intentional and consistent with nurturing my audience, especially on Instagram. I always say that Instagram is like my native language platform. It's my main platform, which finally brings me to today's actual topic and maybe what you're most here for, which is three ways to make money on Instagram. Instagram is a crazy, powerful money making platform because a the sheer volume of people using it there are over 500 million daily users probably more during quarantine times and i'm pretty sure out of those 500 million plus daily users your people whoever they are are probably hanging out on that app every day and b the way the platform is set up where it includes photos and videos and written text and direct communication, the DMs and so many different options. It's highly, highly connective and it helps us connect with one another in a really rich way. And they've essentially built out a robust marketing channel all in one place. It is such a powerful app for connecting people and especially connecting people with similar interests and similar goals and doing it in such a multifaceted way because there are multiple forms of content and multiple channels of communication. So as you probably know, my journey as an entrepreneur started on Instagram. I made my first post on my non-personal page, which is like the one that I still use today on October 19th, 2012. I looked that up the other day. And for the sake of time, I'll just say that the rest is history. I don't have time to hash out the last seven and a half years, but just know since then, I've generated close to $1 million in revenue using Instagram as my primary platform. So I am well on track to pass the 1 million mark in my business at 25 years old, like before my 26th birthday. And I'm going to break down exactly how I've done that in a minute, but I just want, had to flex a little to convey to you just how powerful Instagram is for building a brand and generating income. And I say building a brand and generating income because they are totally intertwined. Like if you want to make significant money on any social media platform, including the three ways I'm going to talk to you about in a minute, you do need to establish your brand, your personal brand, meaning you need to figure out how you want to stand out and how you want people in your audience to see you, what type of audience you want to attract and why they're attracted to you. Whether you want to make money as more of like an influencer model or an entrepreneur model, I'm going to talk about the difference. Of course, having a solid personal brand is key. And I think probably most people listening to the show, you inherently know what personal branding is because you're probably a digital native, you're probably a millennial, and you're immersed in other people's personal brands all the time. But to give you a little bit more of a concrete definition, a personal brand is essentially the way that you differentiate yourself from everyone else, and it should highlight what makes you 
you and the value you bring to people who become part of your brand. So like your story, your skills and your talents, your personality and your values are all core aspects of your personal brand among others. So obviously in order to monetize your audience, you need to actually build an audience. And when you establish your personal brand intentionally and strategically, you can attract an aligned audience. You can attract your people who appreciate and trust and want to interact with you. And once you do that, the options are endless. And really your options for figuring out what your personal brand is are also endless. Like there are people who have built personal brands on style, on fitness, on pets, on their career, on being enthusiasts or experts on something. There are so many ways to stand out and so many ways to attract an audience. I've seen successful personal brands built on people's love for houseplants or their hobby farm or their thrift store finds or their home decor or their wellness journey. That's really what I did early on or their business. And the opportunity to build a personal brand has never been easier. And you can build your personal brand around whatever you want. Like as long as it's authentic to you, that's how you're going to stand out. And when it comes to actually making money, your personal brand is going to generate one of the most important elements of generating an income is trust. People trust other people way more than they trust a company or an advertisement. And in fact, research shows that 84% of millennials say that they distrust advertisements and the companies that create them. So we trust people. And that's why influencer marketing is so, so powerful. We trust other people so much more than we trust a company. And that is really highlights the power of a personal brand. So in summary, (laughs) building a personal brand is going to be absolutely key to make money online and Instagram is the absolute best place to do it. And by the way, I'm going to be leading a free four-day Instagram makeover challenge starting next Monday, May 25th. And you are invited, my friend. I'm going to be teaching so much about branding, about Instagram, about marketing, And you're going to learn a ton, like number one, how to stand out in the crowd so that the right followers can find you, become your raving fans. Number two, how to craft a winning profile, including I'm going to give away my fail-proof bio formula that makes people hit follow. I'm going to teach you the essential ingredients for scroll stopping content so that you never hear crickets after posting again and so that you are always generating awesome engagement. I'm going to teach you some easy hacks to upgrade your photos and videos without a professional camera or spending hours on shooting or editing or having any sort of formal training in content creation. And then last but not least, how to beat the algorithm and boost engagement. This is one of the biggest pain points I keep hearing over and over from you guys. And I will give you some exclusive insights, teach you exactly how the algorithm works, how to work it in your favor, and reveal some game-changing hacks in there. Plus, you're also going to get a bonus follow along workbook. So you can implement all of the breakthrough strategies ASAP. I'm going to make it really easy for you to benefit from all of the info. You'll get the perfect post checklist so that you can click post now with 100% confidence 100% of the time. You'll also get access to hot seat coaching where I'll hand pick a few of the challengers for individualized feedback. This is something I typically only do with my paying clients, but this is going to be included in the free challenge. And then of course, there'll be Q&A opportunities after each live workshop to help you create even more clarity and answer any of your follow-up questions. And yes, 
You heard that right. It is free. Free 99. And to save your seat, you can go to the URL bit.ly bit bit.ly slash Instagram makeover challenge. Again, that's bit.ly slash Instagram makeover challenge. You can also click the link in the episode description. It's also probably linked in my Instagram bio by the time you're listening to this bit.ly slash Instagram makeover challenge. It's going to be jam packed with insider insights and actionable takeaways. You know, I love a good actionable takeaway on here. So go RSVP right now to secure your spot. We start on Monday with or without you. So go secure your spot. And without further ado, let's get into the three main ways to actually make money using Instagram. So starting with way number one, I would say that this is the gateway to making money on Instagram. You can start as small as you want. You do not need a big following and you really make the rules. Like you decide how much you want to put in and how much you want to get out. And that is affiliate marketing. And essentially how affiliate marketing works is you make a percentage of commission on every product or service you sell for someone else. So they take care of the fulfillment. They take care of actually providing the service or product product. They take care of customer service. You're very hands off. Your only role is to bring the customer to them and to convert the customer. And you will get commission based on a tracking code or a link or something like that so that the company can tell that you sent them. And there are so many industries that use affiliate marketing. And no matter what you build your personal brand on, I can guarantee you that you can find a brand or a company that does affiliate marketing and would fit your specific niche or your specific audience or your specific interests. There are beauty brands, lifestyle brands, fashion brands, wellness brands, tech, and so many just like general platforms like Like to Know It and Reward Style as well as Amazon. Amazon Associates, where obviously there are like millions of options of things that you can make commission on, whether it's skincare, makeup, subscription boxes, glasses, online boutiques, clothing brands, supplements, CBD, exercise products, software, anything can be a source of revenue for you via affiliate marketing. The great thing about affiliate marketing is you don't need a large audience to generate income. Now, obviously, if you don't have a very big audience and you are not like putting in a ton of time and energy into affiliate marketing, it's not going to be a huge source of revenue for you, but it can be a nice little like boost of income every single month, even if it's just a couple hundred dollars, that can make a big difference. So you don't need a large audience. Obviously, the larger and more loyal and more trusting and engaged your audience is, the more potential you have to make money here. But another great thing is that many companies don't even require you to apply or anything. Some do. And oftentimes, a lot of the ones with the highest margins or highest commission bounties, they do require an application, but a lot of them don't. And unlike the next way, there are no contracts, no deadlines. It's really like up to you as far as how much you want to talk about something, when you want to talk about something, how many brands you want to work with. It's very, very flexible. And again, just a nice way to boost your income a little bit. And 
the best way to really go about affiliate marketing is A, build up your personal brand and start attracting followers who align with who you are, what you do, your expertise, your values, your personality, and basically show your audience how you integrate the product or service into your own life. Like for example, I could take you through my morning routine and explain which Tula products, Tula skincare, you've heard them on the podcast a million times because I freaking love them, which Tula products I use and why. Or I could show you my favorite smoothie recipe where I incorporate a PE science protein powder. You've also heard of them on the podcast, love their supplements. Or maybe I feature my classy network blue light blocking glasses as I'm talking about like what I'm working on for that day. Really affiliate marketing can be really, really effortless to incorporate into your content and incorporate into your personal brand as long as it makes sense for your brand and for what you make yourself known for on Instagram. And of course, affiliate marketing, like I said, can translate across any platform. You can also do affiliate marketing on podcasts, on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you want. But it's really, really powerful on Instagram because you can do feed posts, you can do stories. People love to see like lifestyle stuff on stories. So again, like showing your morning routine and how you integrate skincare, that's such a seamless way to infuse affiliate marketing and an affiliate income into your content and create another stream of revenue on Instagram. Another way to do this would be aggregate platforms like To Know It or Amazon Associates. You just literally can swipe up and give people your referral links to certain products, whether it's clothing, shoes, makeup, beauty, anything that you could buy on Amazon, which is literally anything, those can all be affiliate links where people swipe up and the website tracks that you sent that person and gives you a little kickback. It doesn't cost the customer anything additional. It literally just gives you a little reward for sending people to that website. So affiliate marketing, again, is probably not going to be a huge source of revenue unless you have a really big audience but it can definitely be a nice chunk of change and a great way to support your personal brand as you're building it and as you're making it larger. It kind of allows you to continue putting out really valuable, really awesome free content, spend a lot of time on that, and also feel like it is paying off in some way. So that was way number one, affiliate marketing. Way number two is brand deals. Now, this is similar to affiliate marketing in the sense that you are working for another company and you are sending customers to another company's goods or services, but it's different from affiliate marketing because the brand will typically pay you a flat rate for agreed upon deliverables. So that means that the brand is going to pay you some amount for your like posts or stories or videos or podcast mentions or something like that. And the brand will either like scout you or if you want to pitch them, they'll accept your pitch and there will be contracts, there will be deadlines, there will be parameters as far as what the content has to look like, when it has to be delivered, what it has to include, even like talking points that you need to speak to. Whereas affiliate marketing is a lot more flexible. It's really like what you get out is what you put in. You can talk about it as much or as little as you want. Whereas brand deals are going to have a lot 
lot more requirements. It can be a one-off partnership where it's just like literally one Instagram post or one group of story slides or something, or it might be a longer campaign. For example, I signed on to work with Love, Beauty, and Planet for a whole year. And that was a multiple five-figure contract, but it was a lot of deliverables across. It was only Instagram again. And it was multiple posts, multiple, multiple stories, a long ongoing campaign for a whole year. That's like on the other extreme. Or there are also brands that will do an ongoing salary. Now, any of these can be combined with commission. So it has a little bit of that affiliate tendency there, but usually a brand deal will also come with some sort of flat rate. And the companies that I personally work with on an ongoing basis where I'm like contractually obligated to be working with them for a long period of time are PE Science for wellness and health supplements, Alphalete for athletic clothing, Tula for probiotic-based skincare. I'll put my links to all of these companies in the description if you're interested. And then as well as, again, my year-long contract with Love, Beauty, and Planet, which is nearly up. So you can work with brands for long-term campaigns or it could be a one-off partnership. Your audience size, contrary to affiliate marketing, is going to be really important to the brand, your audience size, and your engagement. It's not just about how many people follow you, but also how engaged and how present is that audience, how relevant is your audience to them is going to really factor into how much they pay you because really the value is in getting in front of your people and how much those people know, like, and trust you. So it is similar to affiliate marketing in a lot of ways, but you do need to be more aware of what the brand's expectations are. And you're not going to be able to make a ton of income or have a ton of brands willing to work with you until you have built up your personal brand and built up your audience. And like I said, a brand will have more specific expectations and requirements for what they want out of you, what deliverables they want, what they want you to speak to. You'll a lot of times have to pitch like concept ideas and then the brand will approve them before you shoot. And then the brand might also need to approve the content before it goes live. That's really common as well. So if that's the case, they can also ask you to like make edits or potentially reshoot. So basically when you're working with a brand, they have a lot more control. You should still have creative control because you know your audience best, but they are able to basically hire you to create content for them and hire you for access to your audience that you've worked so hard to build. So both of these are about like giving companies and brands access to your audience, but a brand deal, the brand is going to have a lot more control. But with that, it also is going to be typically more lucrative because you're getting that larger flat rate and also sometimes commission on top of it. So the actual last episode that I did before my big break was with Allie Grant, who founded a influencer agency called Be Social. So definitely go listen to the last episode if you want to learn more about influencer marketing, which is really brand deals and affiliate marketing are kind of the core of influencer marketing. So again, there is a difference between brand and affiliate marketing, but there are a lot of similarities as well. And then last but not least, of course, selling your own product or service is a great way to generate money, make money on Instagram. And the great thing about this is that it grants you the most freedom because it's your product and service 
And it's the most lucrative because you get to take all the money home. You're not just getting a piece of the pie or your business gets all the money. Your margins are much, much higher. And you're typically going to be selling higher priced offers as well. So that's the really cool part. On the flip side, you are responsible for providing the product or service and you're responsible for customer service and you're responsible for fulfillment and all of that stuff. Whereas you're not responsible for that in affiliate marketing. So some things that you can sell on Instagram that are your own are done with you services. So that's anything that's like coaching, consulting. I see a lot of really successful wellness coaches. Obviously, that's my background. So anything health, fitness, wellness, nutrition, anything in that ballpark is super successful on Instagram, as are different industries like life coaching, therapists, relationship coaches, spiritual coaches and mentors, business coaches, obviously, is what I do now. There are so many opportunities for coaching and consulting, and all of the different industries I just listed have endless niches and like subsets within them. So those are done with you services. Then there are of course done for you services, which are things like graphic design, photography, website design, anything that is a digital service that you can provide for someone else. And it's more like hands off for them. That brings us to digital products. So that's anything that's like an ebook, a guide, a course, a digital download, And that was actually the first thing I ever sold on Instagram. I sold clean eating recipe ebooks. I like developed recipes and put those together in one summer in high school. I like stopped nannying so that I could do that and made a few thousand dollars one summer. And that was the first time I ever made money on Instagram. So digital products can definitely be super successful. However, they are usually like lower price points than something like coaching or consulting. And then lastly, of course, we have physical goods. So that's like more of an e-commerce model where you're either developing your own thing or you're like private labeling something kind of a boutique model or you could even use merch as like an additional source of income. I've done that a few times for Grind to Be Grateful merch and it creates a nice little side revenue stream. It hasn't been anything major, but it's great for a little extra revenue and building the community. So done with you services, done for you services, digital products and physical goods are all amazing things that you can sell of your own. You do need to have an audience, obviously, to sell to, but you don't need a huge audience. I have a client right now who just hit her first 10K month and actually ended up hitting 12K, her biggest month ever with less than a thousand followers. Like you don't need a huge following, but you do need the right following and you do need to be really intentional with your personal branding and you do need to be able to attract the right people. So you need to know exactly how to use Instagram, who you're trying to attract, how to attract them. Like I said, it does require you to provide the product or service, do the customer service, do the delivery and all of that stuff. So keep that in mind. But when you are selling your own stuff, that's going to be more of an entrepreneur approach to social media versus an influencer approach to social media. So I'm going to break this down in a lot more detail in the Instagram makeover challenge so that I can help you all figure out how you want to best use the platform. But just really quickly, generally, the entrepreneur model, you are helping a very specific type of person achieve 
a goal through your own product or service. So your content is going to be more about them than it is about you. Everything that you create is through the lens of like, how can I best serve my ideal client or my ideal customer? And your content is going to be more marketing minded and you're going to do a lot more expert positioning, authority building and sharing like social proof testimonials, the type of stuff that gets people to buy you and purchase your thing, right? Whereas in the influencer model, you're still appealing to a specific demographic, but it can definitely be broader. You can have a wider type of community because you're probably selling multiple things. So for example, your demographic as an influencer could be like millennial girls who like beauty and fashion, whereas an entrepreneur, you're going to need to niche down a lot more to be like millennial female entrepreneurs who want to start and scale an online coaching business. Like that's more my niche. So an influencer can be a little bit broader and you obviously are promoting other people's products and services and the content is going to be more you centric. So you can talk a lot more about yourself, what you do, your life, your updates, what you like, your opinions, and your content is going to be more about connection, community, and building that trust and that report with your audience. So it's going to be more of like a friend vibe versus an authority vibe, which is what you need as an entrepreneur. So that is, again, the three ways to make money on Instagram, affiliate marketing, brand deals, and selling your own product or service. I have done all three of those extensively and having a business that is based around Instagram has absolutely changed my life. Those are three ways to make major money on Instagram. And again, building that personal brand and loyal audience is going to be absolutely key in order to do any of those three which I totally understand is easier said than done though. So that's again why I'm running the four-day free Instagram makeover challenge next week. You're gonna learn how to stand out in the crowd, how to craft a winning profile, what you need to create scroll-stopping content, how to get better engagement, how to upgrade your content, your photos, your videos, your writing, and also, of course, how to crack the code on the algorithm and get more engagement. So you'll learn all of that. Plus also get a bonus follow along workbook, my perfect post checklist, hot seat coaching opportunities, and also Q&A opportunities. Again, that is totally free. My team thinks I'm a little insane for giving away this much knowledge and value for free, but I truly want you to walk away from this challenge with a brand new, fresh approach to Instagram and total confidence around using the app. So I am not holding back, my friend. Again, it's totally free happening next week, starting Monday, May 25th. And you can secure your spot by heading over to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Instagram makeover challenge, all one word. Or you can also click the link in the episode description to secure your spot right now. I have absolutely loved hanging out with you. And I'm so glad to be back podcasting and bringing you guys fresh episodes. If you enjoyed this one, I would absolutely love it if you just took a screenshot of your phone right now, posted up on Instagram and tagged me. Let me know what your biggest takeaway or favorite part of this episode was. And that's going to help me A, see who's tuning in and I can personally thank you, but B, see what you want more of so that I can continue making this show as valuable and as impactful as possible possible. That's it for me today. But as always, friends, remember that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. I'll talk to you soon. 
before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. This show is for you. So your feedback matters. Plus, it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind to be grateful, my friends. Thank you.